The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. But if y'all waiting on me to apologize, hell gonna oh, freeze. Wait. <laughs> Welcome to the Point to the Pain podcast, everybody. Stadium's number one NBA podcast. I'm Ben Wittenstein. I, of course, am Zach Badgerhouse, always in the house. Look at this, Zach. We're on camera. A little bit of a new setup. We got the NBA logo behind us to let everybody know that, yes. This is NBA podcast. We're talking NBA <laughs> basketball, for those who don't know. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, at Points Paint. Um, we are on YouTube. Facebook. And uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever whatever it may be. Whatever you want, whatever your heart desires, you can find us anywhere. Absolutely. Voicemail line. Don't forget the voicemail line, 773-273-9088. We'd love to hear from you all as this summer session of basketball gets underway with the young fellas and some older guys trying to make a roster spot in the summer league. So let's get right into it. OBT, fella. Let's get right into it. Before we do that, we do have a voicemail. Oh, we do? Do want to let you know we have a voicemail. Let, let, let me play it for you. Hello. Please leave a message after the tone. Yo, what up, Points in the Paint? It's your boy Tommy. Uh, just calling to let y'all know. Top three classical jerseys. Y'all forgot about the Pistons. Them Grant Hill joints, the blue with the horse on them. Them is the show classical. Uh, I agree with Ben on the Raptors. <laughs> you know, it's all right. It's a voicemail line. It's you can swear. Line. You yeah, can swear whatever. Right. Whatever you're feeling. Whatever you want to talk about on that. Um, but, yeah, look at that. Classical jerseys. We could honestly. We did talk about that, too. In the dead of summer. We could have a whole segment on classical jerseys if we wanted to. Yeah, yeah. And we did forget those Pistons jerseys because when we talked oh, yeah. about it, uh, the 90s ones, uh, those turquoise with the uh, like the horse or whatever, yeah. with uh, Stackhouse and Grant Hill in their heyday for yep. sure. Even the red ones, like they had like a red too and the uh, the turquoise. So, yeah, no, those Pistons jerseys was definitely fly. I'm glad you like the Raptors jerseys, of course. Shout out to the boy. Vince Do love Carter. the Raptors jerseys. You know, so – Make sure that's all good. That's cool. And it all worked out with uh, the 90s Vancouver Grizzlies and everything. So, yeah, it was, it was a lot of nice jerseys back in, the, back in the 90s. But we could probably take it a step further and go into the 80s, too. If we oh, yeah. To. That was the heyday of uh, NBA jerseys. Now they've got all the advertisements on them and basically bigger than the logos at this point. Yeah, especially in the WNBA. It's like that's the front and center. They don't even say, like, <laughs> the team name, the team logo, or whatever. It's just all about – you know, trying to make that dollar. They got AT&T on the back. Of the <laughs> yeah, so. they got Bumble for the Clippers. In case you uh, are looking to <laughs> find a mate, you can go watch NBA and, and go on Bumble. Yeah. Let's do one big thing, though, Zach, uh, because we're kind of we're, – we're getting in the summertime. Middle of summer, summer league starting up. Big threshold. Free agency is over with. Draft is over kind of. with. Well, kind of. And yeah. that's my one big thing. That's one thing. One thing. Mm. Free agency. DeAndre Ayton, you know, what's – What's happening? What's happening with DeAndre? I'm kind of – I don't know about you. I'm a little surprised that he has not moved anywhere, that he, no one team's, like, really reached out to sign him. 
we haven't really heard anything about DeAndre Ayton. There's been rumors of trades going to Utah, things like that, but nothing final. I would imagine, Ben, that a sign-and-trade somehow takes place where he ends up going somewhere else and they bring someone in just so they can get some value back because obviously we know free agency means that you can decide wherever you want to go. But at least in a sign-and-trade scenario, there's a situation where, you know, let's say let's say Kevin Durant does. We'll get into that. Let's say Kevin Durant does end up in Phoenix. I, I think the best scenario with that would be a sign-and-trade with Aiton, with a guy like Bridges and Johnson, you know, some, you know what I'm saying, like something like that. But that's the only scenario I really see with Aiden. It doesn't really seem like nobody's offering him any money, like no. any max money or anything like that. Dallas is kind of in the picture a little bit, but you don't really hear too much. It'd be interesting. I wonder if Dallas now, they lose Brunson. Yep. They get Christian Wood. They do. They it do. would make – Aiden on that team would make them, I think, an immediate contender. I mean, they made the Western Conference Finals last season. so And they, they, were, they were a couple defenders away – Maybe some little help rebounding. Mm-hmm. And you're good. And and I know the loss of Brunson is going to hurt. It's going to hurt a lot for them. And I think getting Christian Wood helps kind of even that ship a, a little bit because the pick-and-roll game with, with Luke and Christian Wood is going to be a lot of fun. But they still they need that rim protector a little bit more. And yeah. it, it's, it's going to hurt. They're not going to be able to play five players on the perimeter anymore if they have Aiton out there in the lineup. But I do think it could be a really good addition to that team. Yeah, you may not be able to go five wide. But at least with Christian Woods, you know, what I'm saying his ability to kind of spread the floor out, you'd make make that situation a little more easier for Aiden if he's in the paint for the Dallas Mavericks. Do, do I think they make them a contender? I'm not sure. They were close. They we almost were saw close. Dallas Mavericks in the finals last year. That's true, and you know, there's a lot of context injuries and everything. There are, and so I look at it like this: Tim Hardaway Jr will be the one I think that's going to step up in replacement of Jalen Brunson. Really? I feel like a lot of people forgot about him because he was hurt throughout those playoffs uh, this past postseason. And so with him coming back, that'll take a little less pressure off of um, Luka Doncic in terms of, you know what I'm saying, ball handling. And they have to, I feel like they got to find another backup. Obviously, Spencer Dinwiddie's still going to be there, so that's going to help them too, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's and huge. He need, and Luka needs all the help in the backcourt as he can get because I feel like the front court situation that they have, wanting to go five wide with Klaver and um, who's the other the guy? Maxi. Well, Maxi Klaver. Maxi Klaver. There's the other big two that they try to go five wide. I think not necessarily Dwight Powell because he's well, more of a, yeah, he's more of a, yeah. Bit, but but I think the thing with Christian Wood getting him, he's kind of a combination of the two, so he'll help at least expand the depth of that Mavericks bench, which mm-hmm. in the Western Conference Finals seemed to be a little bit of their issue. Yeah, so that'll help. Definitely but, will help. I definitely agree it'll help. Um, but losing a guy like Jalen, it's going to be tough rough. for that offense. It's a rough look. It's 22 points in the postseason. You know, yeah. And he definitely stepped up, definitely got paid. Probably got paid a little too much. But a little too much. Uh, it's neither here or there. A little too much. I think I talked to, I'm going to talk about that in, in, in just a moment. <laughs> but we do have, Zach, we got the NBA draft. We had Summer League. That's been it's been kind of the news of the day for the NBA so far since we've been gone. Yeah, offseason has definitely been a, a little, little crazy. NBA, NBA draft wasn't too – over the top, you know, we kind of knew what was going to happen with the first uh, five picks. And then I think some of the things that were surprising for me in the draft was just like Ty Washington going so late. And then uh, we'll talk about the trade with the Utah Jazz and the Wolves. And, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I felt like the pick that the Wolves made initially in the NBA draft with Walker Kessler, I thought would have helped them 
in terms of what they were looking for in terms of like defense down low, a guy that ability to rebound, block shots, and a guy like the, with the Kessler kid from Auburn. But then they make that trade, which we'll get into because I'm not really too pleased with it. A lot of people were talking and saying that you know they thought it was a good trade, but I just honestly <laughs> you didn't did not like think it. that trade would help any any size of the party. And so I, it was kind of weird. To see it happen the way that it did, I thought the guard for the Utah Jazz, Donovan Mitchell, I thought he would be the one to be traded before the uh, the center we'll get into. But we'll see what happens. With it's been move. an exciting summer league so far, man. It's you I know there's been yeah. some excitement going on, which is always fun to see who overreacts or not. I almost put a bet on Chet Holmgren to win Defense Player of the Year yesterday. Plus plus twenty thousand. That's that's insane. I wouldn't have did that. Plus twenty thousand six I wouldn't even look at no rookie for like a any other award. Defensive player of the year. You know, if he comes out and aver- what if he averages six blocks a year? Six no, blocks think, for the year. I don't think six blocks. <laughs> that's a little excessive over the top. Six blocks think a game. Average more than like four. Well, no, I won't go that far. Maybe somebody back in the day probably averaged more than five blocks a game. But all right, so I'm overreacting. I don't think nobody's averaged more than four blocks a game. So, so six fair. blocks for a rookie. Six show, blocks for a rookie. Put in the rim by Giannis, Joel Embiid, you think so? Nikola Jokic. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> He's going to bulk up a little bit. But I will say this, though, about shit, because I like shit. And I like the other guy they got, too. I'm going to call him AP because I don't want to botch his name. But they're in Towers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And Shet Holgram, <laughs> he balled out. You know what I'm saying? He had the 23-7 and in his first game. And then I also like with Keegan Murray for Sacramento, the fourth overall pick of this year's draft. And what he's been able to do, averaging 20-plus points a game, getting over, like, seven rebounds for the Kings. And I think the Kings are going to have a new light new direction with oh. the coach, new oh. GM and everything. I'm tired of all the noise and all the rah-rah as it relates to the Kings and how bad they've been when they've made decent decisions as of late for that franchise for it to turn around. So we'll just wait and see what happens. I will say this, though. Keegan Murray going crazy, that's cool and all, but that's a lot easy when you don't know the names of none of the other players on that <laughs> summer league roster. I don't know none of them other dudes. No. So he getting all the shots and all the opportunities he that he could possibly get. Keegan oh, he's taking Murray. advantage so, of it, though. He's yeah, taking yeah, advantage. Yeah. That's all you can ask yeah. for at this point is the, the, the competition and the opportunities are going to be a lot different in the NBA than the start of summer league. Right. But it's promising. Three-point shots are falling. His shooting is going well. Mm -hmm. He looks confident. That's all you can ask for. And people will, myself, are going to be overreacting to a lot of things happening in Summer League, but that's really all you have to go off of. And I think there will be guys who overperform in Summer League that really don't do too well in the league, but it's more about the guys that underperform in Summer League that do well in the NBA once they get there for some odd reason. Io DeSumo, one of those guys. Summer League last year, he was a little disappointing. He looked a little scared, cautious, gets into the league and starting plays really well, gets an opportunity, shoots well, looks confident, looks willing to learn. I think those guys are more interesting than seeing Chet Holmgren like get six blocks guys. in a game because, of course, you know, you if they're good. The guys to yes, play well. absolutely. I feel that. So that's why one of my favorite players – in this summer league is going to be Kenny Lofton Jr. Kenny like, Lofton. Like he's the big chubby guy. You know, said he kind of remind me of Big Baby Davis, but he <laughs> could do a little bit of everything. Dribble drive. He had like nine yeah. points and three rebounds, like five rebounds, something like that. Four, four for five from the field for the Memphis Grizzlies. And they got the Chandler kid coming off the bench, and he signed a solid deal 
for a second round pick. I think it was like four years, seven million dollars or something yeah, like that. So we're a starting lot. to see those second round guys get the guaranteed contracts, and that's something you like to see as we progress with the G League and like the second round guys and all those guys trying to get that opportunity because we all know first round picks guaranteed contract. But to see some of those second round pick guys like a Chandler and hopefully maybe a Kenny Lofton Jr. if he continues to play well for the Grizzlies in the summer league. Get that, get that deal to get that money. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, so we've been off two weeks and we've missed it. Prison time. Uh Uh-oh. Right to jail. Time to throw someone into NBA prison. And even though there's no games going on and we're past the draft, past free agency, kind of, we still have to throw someone, something, some team into NBA jail. There's no escaping this. It might not be a game play. It might might be a decision that a team is making, particularly a GM this week, folks. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about Tim Connolly. He out here wilding. Why would you trade for Rudy Gobert? You done gave away your house, your your car, your your other car that's down the block that you're trying to make sure it doesn't get repossessed. Like you got all these you got all these stockpile assets on the Timberwolves and you trade them all the way crazy for Rudy Gobert. It literally makes no sense. In a league where we've gone smaller and more athletic where you need a guy like maybe, I don't know. I'm glad they did keep Jaden McDaniels, though. Let me start off by saying They that. did keep Jaden, yeah. They, they got rid of uh, they got they rid of Beasley. But they got rid of Beasley. That's a guy I like, and he was kind of playing well for them in the playoffs last year. Pat Bev's gone. Pat Bev, I feel like yeah, he was like that was his team. percent of the reason why yeah. they even went to the postseason. Yeah. So hopefully he can get a buyout there and hopefully – find his way go back, back go back to Minnesota, Minnesota. that's the energy that I'm trying to have and then Jared Vanderbilt he was coming into his own in terms of like cracking the rotation for the Timberwolves and so and then they just gave a bunch of picks away like six picks and so yeah you haul yeah. all that away for one player where to go bear their time is now they got three years is the window now wow go bears what 30 to do what? How, how much to make t- the win second a title? Round? <laughs> yeah. Make the second round. Get get Rudy Gobert uh, mismatched in the NBA playoffs. He's seven feet tall. He's a giant. Then you got Carl Anthony Towns, and he's now he's going to be on a perimeter now more than ever. Oh God! But what does this say about Anthony Edwards and his lanes, his attacking lanes? Yeah, right. Driving to the rim, right? It's going to be a little cluttered at times. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what what they're going to do with that one. I mean, who who's the leader? 
Who's the leader on the Timberwolves? That's really my question. Because last year, Pat Bev. It was Pat Bev. He was the guy that brought them all together. He was the veteran that came up and said, "Guys, we need to we need to get it together. This is what we do to win yeah. games. This is what we do to get to the playoffs." Carl Anthony Towns isn't going to be that guy. That's my man's too. But. You're not that guy, pal. Mm. You're not that guy. He's he, not. Yeah, and people try to like when he tries to make himself that. People push it like they push it. It just away. looks weird. He looks and funny doing it. People He's don't even allow him leader. to give him a chance to step up and be a leader yeah. because it's like it, it looks so unorthodox for him to come across as someone to be in a vocal point of the team. And it's yeah. like just give that man an opportunity. He's still young. He still got all the opportunities to become that leader. But if it's not going to be Cat. We all know it can be Ant, Anthony. You Edwards. think you think Ant's going <laughs> to yeah, step into that spot? Because there's a leadership Edwards. vacuum in Minnesota right now. Gobert's not going to come in and really do it. I don't think he's the new guy. No. It takes it takes a little bit of time to build up that leadership reputation. Anthony Edwards, the new leader in, in Minnesota, a young guy. What does it say about the new head coach Will Hardy for the Jazz? Um, only 34 years old. Uh, that I find that's crazy. Cause that's kind of wild. If yeah. Joe Ingles would have came back, he'd have been older than the coach. Yeah. But Joe went through a uh, Milwaukee Bucks sign with them. Great so, signing, by the way. Yeah, Love um, that signing. Knocked that, knocked that three ball down for those guys coming off that bench. So that'll definitely be good. They re-signed Bobby Portis for yeah. the Bucks too. Uh, so that was pretty good for them. And I think they're going to look for a, another backup point guard because I believe they can run it back. Dante DiVincenzo, he left, I believe, yeah, for he's the gone. Warriors. And yeah. so – uh, they're going to look to do something different with that. But I don't know what direction the Jazz is really going in. But I felt like Will Hardy wanted to at least get rid of the $200 million contract and try to go in a different direction, a yeah. more logical direction, going smaller and more athletic with today's NBA versus two uh, twin Towers with Car Anthony Towns. Yeah, I, the, the experiment in Minnesota is going to be really interesting. But Utah, they're kind of in that position where, well, you, we can start building around Donovan Mitchell if we really want to. And it kind of looks like they're starting to do that. He's still young. Yep. They have four draft picks, technically five, because they got the first rounder from Minnesota this year. Mm-hmm. What, what's the plan? Because you you don't want to really waste Donovan Mitchell's start. He's going to start to get into his prime years pretty soon. Yep. Now, do you trade him and just rebuild and really start over, get even more draft picks, more turn into Sam Presti and just build up those draft picks? Mm-hmm. Or do you try to flip some of the prospects? You got flip some of those draft picks maybe for some players. They can go a lot of different ways, but they really have – it's a fine line. It's it's a fine line because Donovan Mitchell is one of the better players in the NBA this, this season, next season, for the next couple seasons for sure. You just have to build around him. And I don't know if they want to build around him or if they just want to start it all over. They well, can go a lot of different ways. <laughs> well, whatever they're gonna do, the GM gonna be in prison and have a lot of. He's gonna have a lot of time. To think <laughs> he's gonna about have a lot it. of time. A lot of time to figure out what they're yeah. gonna do. Yep, absolutely. All right, dunk or deny, buy or sell. Um, I get it's a little different, but it's okay though. A little different, but yeah, it's a little different. I, I want right. to do. I want to do winners and losers, or at least winners, because free agency, the draft, who's winning, who's losing, that's really the number one thing. That's what everyone wants to know. So let's go a couple winners, a couple teams that are winners. And I'm doing this, trying not to gag, but the Boston wow. Celtics. Boston Celtics are winners. I hate when the Boston Celtics get better. I don't like them. As a Bulls fan, as a Midwesterner, nothing about Boston I like. Well, nothing about Boston. Dunkin' Donuts is all right. That's. I mean, all that is true. Like, granted, that's fine. But the moves they made – it's not like they were bad. No, that's why they're the winners. You know what I'm saying? They that's were why I hate it. I hate that they're making good moves. You got Brad Stevens, <laughs> GM of the year. Yo, there you go. What's going on? He couldn't coach, though. <laughs> no, can't coach, but he can get some talent. Makes some sense because he got Malcolm Brogdon. 
That Malcolm was good, Brogdon, the, that was a good trade. the point guard, he'll be 20, 25 minutes as long as he doesn't get hurt. Mm-hmm. And Pacers fans but, will tell you. But probably get more minutes than that, though. because He probably will, I as long as he's not hurt. That is a huge factor because I think he's only played like 60-odd some games in the last yep. three seasons or something crazy like yeah, that. Yeah, he gets hurt a lot. So he does get hurt a lot. I will give you that. But I think there's two sides to the Brogdon thing with me, with the Brogdon trade. One, on the on the pro side, they get a point guard because when we knew during the season we talked about that. Boston Celtics, they need a point guard. Yeah. But on the other side, we also saw Marcus Smart kind of grow – and get better in that, you know what I'm saying, that PG yeah. role. I mean, they he distribute did. the ball. Yeah, he became an assist on ball guy. defense, you know what I'm saying, yeah. and just knocking down big shots at time when he needed to. So that'll, I feel like that's going to hurt his playing guard abilities as he was, you know, bringing them out a little bit this season. Yeah. But I may also, you know what I'm saying, just put him right back into his natural position where he wants to be maybe at the two guard. You know what I'm saying? Clamping down the guy, uh, best perimeter offensive player. Yeah, I mean, how the starting lineup for the Celtics, they have a lot of different options because they can go Marcus Smart point guard, Jalen Brown shooting guard, Tatum at small forward, if that's what they want. Yep. And I think that's that's pretty good. Or you could split Brogdon in there, put Smart at the two, and put Tatum at the three. You could switch Tatum and Brown, too, at the three. Like, you got really good options. And then you have all of the defensive players, too. You know, Grant Williams, Robert Williams. You got all those guys in the paint. I would look at it like this in terms of the lineup. Al I would Warford. go Brogdon, Smart, Brown, Tatum, Horford. A solid lineup. I like it. A solid I do like that. Bring a solid smart, if you want to bring Smart off the bench, you can and you could just Yeah, Smart off the bench is insane. He's you know winning saying? six man of the year. Yeah, <laughs> He's if, winning six man. If you want to do that, but yeah. you don't necessarily have to because you got Derek White to come off. You yeah. saying? You just mentioned Grant Williams. Like you got a few pieces that can come off and, you know what I'm saying, get it done. So Yeah. No, they 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 did well. Brad Stevens did well. He only gave up one first-rounder, gave up a bunch of role players that are replaceable. He did a really good job. Boston's going for it. And you got to respect it, too. They got to the finals last year. And just And, just and they're like, we're, we're not yep. running it back. We're changing it up. We're going to improve. That's a really dangerous team to look out for. Another dangerous team. You tell me about it. What's oh, and they got that? Danilo going. All right, first of all, we got to mention that. Yeah, I want to tell you God. that, too. Yeah, yeah. You definitely got DG – out of um, Atlanta, who ended up getting tra- that was a part of that trade to San Antonio. So yeah, he got, got the out. buyout yeah. in San Antonio. We're gonna get into that trade too because I really That's wild trade. Two trades I was just wasn't a fan of. You know what I'm saying the Utah Jazz one we talked about, and we're gonna talk about the other one involved yeah. uh, San Antonio Spurs and the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, other winners, we can go through this quickly. Cavaliers, I like what they did. I like oh, what they man. did. Are they they extended Darius Garland? Got Ricky Rubio back. I just want them to get Sexton back. Yes, that's the big thing. A lot of people a, don't. Restricted but I free do. agent, so he's restricted, so they can still match if someone offers him. But I, I don't, I don't know why you wouldn't want Sexton back. He's still young. You could still try to figure out how he and Garland work together. Maybe make Garland point guard, Sexton shooting guard. See how that works. That's Flip what they around, did to begin with, and, and it looked good. And in the comparison, that when they when they drafted DG Darius Garland, the comparison was for the backcourt was, oh, they're going to be the modern East Coast version of Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum. Yeah, that's what they said. And so you move forward, yeah. you fast forward. You know, says so Sexton got hurt. Kind of gave Garland an opportunity to take to get the keys, uh, and, and he did well. And now it's kind of iffy in the air if they really want to keep Colin Sexton. But I think they should because number one, Karis Avert is a little injury prone; he gets hurt sometimes. So you're gonna need that depth out there on the wing. So we'll see what happens. They're they're running it back, and I don't blame Robin Lopez. I thought was a great addition for them for some of their bigs. The yeah, depth, and yeah, just for veteran presence too, and, and just depth for them because Lloyd Marketing. Um, Evan mm-hmm. Mobley, 
And Jared mm-hmm. Allen, like they're gonna need to get that rotation, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, fixed and orchestrated. It's and good I rotation. Think staff will be able to do that, so won't nobody get hurt towards the end of the year, like last season with them. You know, what I'm saying? Yeah. they went from what third, second in the East, to dropping all the way to seven and, ver- and missing the playoffs because of the playing tournament. I, I mean, the starting lineup for the Cavs: Garland, Sexton, Levert, Mobley, Allen. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's a, that's a playoff team. And then off the bench, you got a Kuro, Markinen, Robin Lopez. You know, those are really solid off-the-bench role players. So I really like what Cleveland did. We're also banking on just another year of improvement. Oh, obviously. Mobley improvement, Jared Allen improving, yep. Garland Sexton, even Levert, a all Kuro improving. Too. You mentioned and a Kuro, Kuro yeah. You like him. I, mean, I do. You said, yeah, you like, you I like do like him. Yeah, it's good. So so I'm I'm on board with that. Uh, what other teams are winners, Zach? Other teams that can potentially be winners for me, I would say. I got the Clippers. Clippers for sure. Got the Clippers. Definitely the Clippers because they got my Clippers are winners. John Wall. Yeah. You feel me? So I was happy about that. That just added more depth for them because they still got Reggie Jackson. They just added a player, a solid all-star type player, 20 a game, six assists type player. John Wall. So stupid. It's wild stupid for so cheap. So happy. So, so happy. <laughs> so, yeah, he's signing with them. That is going to be a stupid team if everyone's healthy. And that is Kawhi, a very PG big 13. if. Yeah, it's a big if because Kawhi, PG-13, John Wall. What do all those guys have uh, had in common? Oh, injuries. Less so sure. Wall, but yeah. definitely PG, Kawhi got some injury history some, there. And some, like, some serious injury. injuries. Yeah. yeah, ACLs. Broken leg, Achilles. We talking some yeah. tough injuries right here. So that is going to be, as long as they are healthy, a good team. A very good team. Yeah. A finals contending team. But they got to stay healthy, and that is the biggest butt of them all, to you be the honest. Key to staying healthy, having a youthful group. And that's why I like what the Lakers did. Lakers like are winners. The Lakers did because they went, they that. got younger. They did. I'm not saying they, more got athletic. Some, they got some tip-top talent. <laughs> out there, you know what I'm saying? They got Lonnie Walker. You feel me? The name names I like, like that. Walker. I do like Lonnie Walker, defensive player. He's gonna attack the rim. You know what I'm saying? When he gets the opportunity and fast break in a transition. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I like what the Lakers did. They went out, they got some young guys like that. And uh they should be able to move forward and be in a solid position. And people won't be having these memes out here with guys in wheelchairs and looking like they're in a retirement home. They oh, won't have man. that no more because they got they've gotten younger. They re-signed some guys. I was sick. They weren't able to sign Malik Monk. I think he went over to Sacramento, yep. but they were able to replace him with guys like I said, guys like Lonnie Walker. They were able to uh, get THT back again on the, on the one year deal. I like the fact they got Thomas Bryant. A lot of people yes. really talk about that because he was kind of quiet in Washington. But got, they got a guy that's similar to Montrez Harold in a sense, not quite yeah. all the way, but in a sense. So that'll help them out big in terms of presence down low. He is he's a really good backup center. If you can get Thomas Bryant, he's he's a really good. He'll give you rebounding, he'll give you points, and you'll have the Thomas Bryant game every so often. You know, he'll he'll go off for twenty and ten. Not a lot, but it'll happen yep. once or twice. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a good risk for the Lakers team. Now <sighs> losers for me. Yeah, Question I don't really have any losers, but I was so no. curious to why you think the Chicago Bulls are losers. In this free agency slash NBA draft offseason. It's what's going on. So for me, I don't it's it's losers with a big question mark. Mm-hmm. And the big question mark for me is they clearly want to run it back. At least right now, as of this recording, they haven't made any trades, big trades for like Vucevic and Kobe. They're still on the team. Yep. I feel like AK, Mark Eversley, their front office, 
feels like they can run it back. And I, I don't know if that's the correct Why not? thing they should be doing. And the only way reason it works. Remember that I word. Just remember that I word. Improvement? Nope. Injuries. Injuries. Just always yes. remember. Like, so I was going with improvement. Because you got to look at it like this. The reason why he probably, AK, wants to run it back with the same similar roster, same roster, is because he wants to at least see what he has with Caruso right. and Lonzo at the same time. So he probably wants to see that, wants that. To at least look at that first, examine what that's going to look like. Even maybe Patrick Williams get him at least for 55 games to decide yeah. what he's going to be. I know I know Bulls fans be out here wilding with, with Patty, with Project Pat. Y'all, y'all not sold, don't know what he going to be, this and that. But listen, not sold. dude only like 20, ain't played that many games, yeah. and he's been hurt. Remember, injuries, like that's, be, that's the one. And it's like the NBA, it's like – Moves so fast, it seems like, like in dog years. Like you, th- you would think a player would just be yeah. in the league forever. Patrick Williams been in the league what two years, going on his third. Yep, and he's probably played a grand total of what fifty games, maybe. You know what I'm saying? So we got to get that. And he's also twenty years old. He yeah. will be twenty one when the season starts. But if he's healthy, and that's that's the other I word injuries. I'm looking for improvement. <laughs> I'm looking for Io to become well, he's well, almost starter quality. Yeah. I'm looking for Kobe to keep improving and hopefully get better at defense. I'm looking for Patrick Williams to just get better at his all-around game, get more confident. If the young guys improve on the Bulls, they could actually be a better team. Because if all of the younger players that they have, if they make that next step in their development – then yes, this is an absolutely better team, and that's the best offseason acquisition that the Bulls could get is just major improvement from their young players because Levine's going to come out and do his thing. You're going to have Vucevic do his thing at 30-plus years old. DeRozan, we know what you're going to get from DeMar. Am I worried that he can't replicate an MVP-type season again? Absolutely. I am extremely worried about that, and that's why if he can't do it, you you get the young guys to step up and improve and show that they are taking the next step in their development. And then and then that's when that's when that question mark for the Bulls as losers goes away cuz then they are winners. But if no one can improve, DeRozan takes a step back cuz he can't replicate his MVP season. Zach Levine kind of plateaus, Vucevic plateaus. You messed up. It's just with with the Bulls and DeRozan in particular. I feel like he'll be fine. Okay, if you don't get the twenty-seven a night, I mean, I think you'll still be fine because you still like like Lonzo. He coming back. You know yeah, he so needs to stay be, healthy. You know, so that's going to be his yeah. offensive opportunities right there, and then that's going to take the the pressure off a guy like DeRozan, who's not gassed come April. Yeah, you feel me? So You're it's right. Like you kind of want him to take the foot off the gas a little bit, so he's not you know being utilized so much throughout the season. So you got him ready yeah. and ready to go come uh postseason him and Zach Levine there you go uh you are denying something very specific and I like this yeah the king haters man Sacramento king haters man people always people study talking about how they're going to be the same old kings they're going to be doing the same old thing year after year because we've seen it the last 20 odd years the Sacramento king organization being a complete (laughs) dumpster fire but I think the direction goes a little different this time around with the draft pick of Keegan Murray. Now, it does all depends on what they want to do with a De'Aaron Fox or a Sabonis, you know, Davion Mitchell, those players that they've drafted in the past or even traded for with Sabonis in the past. So it really just all depends on what they do with the roster moving forward. If they can keep it together with no one being upset, you know, Fox wanting to trade or anything like that, they can keep that little core together. I'm not saying they'll make the playoffs, but they'll definitely be in that mixture 
for the uh, the play-in scenario. I was getting ready for this show last night, 11, 11.30, going to bed, as I do, and I start looking up the Sacramento Kings depth chart. And I don't hate it. You can't. I don't hate it. Bro, Richard Holmes is a solid player on your team. You know what I'm saying? He's going to rebound, block shots, and bring that physical presence. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I definitely like him. Like I said, Devion Mitchell, perimeter player, young guy coming in in year two. Definitely trying to lock up some, you know what I'm saying, attack the rim on a Yeah, on a fast if he break. improves. I mean, that – are they going to – like you said, are they going to be a playoff team? Probably not. Are they going to be fun? Oh, yeah. Yes. Fox, Herter, Barnes, if you start Keegan Murray at the four, that could be a lot of fun. And Sabonis at center. That's a, yeah, not that's a bad team. It's not, it's it's not, not horrible. Bad. It's not horrible. Davion Mitchell off the bench. Malik the, Bunk, Monk off the bench. And then the pressure really ain't got to come for Keegan Murray really like that. You know what I'm saying? Like he can kind of just step in and just yeah. be like a fluid offensive player around a guy like Harrison Barnes who's looking to get his offense. A guy like De'Aaron Fox who's looking to attack. Could be and, fun. You know what I'm saying? Kick out and find a guy like Keegan Murray standing in the corner waiting on that three-ball shot to knock it down. And, of course, you got the pick-and-roll, pick-and-pop action with Sabonis. Listen, we still we have a lot of time, but before the season starts, we have to pick the Points in the Paint podcast team of the year. It was OKC <laughs> oh, last year. It was oh, OKC bro, our go, first Sacramento. year. Oh, no. It was OKC our first year, <laughs> Memphis last year. Maybe Sacramento. I'll tell you what, Sacramento, Sacramento. they would have to start the season Above 500 through their <laughs> first 15 games before we could ever even decide something uh, like that. Well, I guess it won't be Sacramento. <laughs> word on the street. And now word on the street. Yes. What's the word on the street going on this week? Word on the street is, first and foremost, did you see KG's message to AD? I do want to touch on that. No, what was his message? Ooh, you got to watch the video, folks. Just right. look up Kevin Garnett, Anthony Davis, and you will just see this heartfelt video about Anthony Davis from Kevin Garnett and how Buddy needs to do better, play better, look himself in the mirror, take Uh. a walk down the beach, sit in a room by himself, watch film on himself, and realize that he has the opportunity with the talent level that he has. And he challenged him too as well. Anthony Davis should go for MVP next year. Period. Interesting. Definitely should go for MVP. I don't disagree. He's top five when healthy. Easy. Like, talent. Top five talent. He is a top five, top ten talent in this NBA. Anthony Day-to-Day Davis when he is available. Yeah. When he is available. When is he is a, that's the biggest question of all time. And that's because it's so funny because when he was available, they won a championship. Did they no. not? Right? How do we forget that? How do we forget such yeah. an impact of a player I think like because it was that? in the bubble. Everybody, you know. DJ Warren, bubble god. Oh, my People goodness. forget that. <laughs> I think people just put less value on, on what happened in the bubble, apparently. Now, like, that doesn't diminish like the Lakers' win. It kind of does diminish the Lakers' win, but it's all right. I don't like that. They played though. well. They did play well. They and did I good. feel like that was a tough championship to win. Like, no it fans. Was. It was. That's even harder. Yeah. Like, we got to, like, that has to be said. We can't put no asterisk. On the 2020 <laughs> NBA Finals, nope. man. We can't do totally that. Fine. We can't be doing that. Uh, let's see. What else uh, What else are people talking about? What's uh, going on? Oh, man. KD want to trade. Yeah, he does. That's ridiculous. That's, I personally yep. think he should just stay, run it back. Because at this point, bro, like you're tarnishing your legacy. I don't know how you feel about that, KD. I mean, obviously, you probably don't care because you went to the Warriors. And everybody know that that was a – not that just wasn't okay. I'm not going to get into it in terms of like the – the, the nits and bits of it, but it just wasn't okay. So fast <laughs> forward, you go over to Brooklyn. I always felt like for you to 
really establish yourself without the Warriors, you know what I'm saying, noise. You had to win a championship in Brooklyn. And now it's looking like you want to run from he that. To leave. It just goes back to what I originally used to say about Kevin uh, Durant. You run it from the grind, bro. Like, you run from challenges. It's like, why does it have to be easy for you? Like, bro, you're the second best player in the world, I would say so myself. Like, there's no excuse for you to be out here, like, trying to get with the second and third, fourth best players in the NBA, the greatest shooters to ever touch a basketball, in order for you to feel comfortable to play. Like, yeah. that's not like that's not okay. No, he's – it, I, he's definitely lost a lot of fans through this because they see him do that. They say, all right, you want a title with Steph and Clay and Draymond, awesome. And they say they wouldn't have done it without you, awesome. But show us you can do it without them. Now, show yeah. us you can do it without them. Because they showed us first yeah. time around when they went that show they were us. able to do it. So now, like you said, let's see what you got. Dude. Show us. We KD. know you have the talent. We know KD has the talent. No one's questioning that. Do you have the leadership skills? Do you have the leadership skills to carry a team yourself? And seemingly he doesn't. Seemingly he doesn't have those leadership skills because he didn't need to be a leader on the Golden State team. He just needed to go out and perform. Yep. You got Steph, you got Draymond, you had Clay even to be the vocal guys. You, Durant didn't need to be the vocal guy. Now in Brooklyn, exactly. he kind of needed to be the Brooklyn guy. You probably don't want Kyrie to be the, the vocal guy. No, you probably you don't. don't want that because he might say. I don't something think anyone like, really respects coach. Like, <laughs> he might say something like, "We don't need a coach. We don't need a coach. We definitely need a coach." Ask Steve Nash that first round exit, and you didn't get a dub either. Yeah. About, about whether or not you need, you need a coach. coach. <laughs> yeah. No. So it, we need to see. We need to see more from Kevin Durant. I want to see more from Kevin Durant because I, you know, I'm with you. I would even even say talent wise, he's he might be the best player on earth right now possibly you feel me and so to say that about someone and then say well could he lead a team to a finals to a championship could he be the main guy that's the interesting I question no mm-hmm. i don't know uh what else is going on nba 2k 23 yeah mm-hmm. it's three about goats to drop. three headed goat three goats yeah so we got some cover athletes folks we got mj he gonna be the first one to be a hundred overall. <laughs> yeah. Like nobody's ever been a hundred overall. The He's gonna be the first one, yeah. obviously, because he the goat goat talk. Sue Bird, Diana Taurasi, they're gonna make the cover of NBA 2K23 Crazy. WNBA edition. So that's very very exciting, and that just shows the progressiveness of video games and how we've you know what I'm saying we've elevated our way into the women's side of basketball and I'm proud to see that. I'm yeah. very proud to see that. It's very cool. And you can play with the WNBA teams. Yep. You can do leagues with the WNBA teams. It's fun. Yeah. Might as well. Why oh, not? Yeah, definitely uh, you need, so if you got that new gen, you know I'm saying you're gonna be in good business because I think the pre order is like what, July seventh? So that's like right around the corner. So oh, you yeah. gotta know so the Davis podcast comes out. You can pre order this you can pre order that NBA two K right away. NBA 2K sponsor us. Uh, all right, game of the I'm week. Game of the week to finish out the podcast. Game of the week this week because the Dallas Wings money line over the Indiana Fever last week or last time we recorded that definitely was a dub, and so now we got to run it back this week. But we gonna go back out west to Seattle, and we gonna rock out with Sue Bird, the assist guy, Brianna Stewart. We gonna roll with them money line. With a two-leg parlay. I know I ain't got my shades, but that's okay. Parlay Players Club. Because I'm still going to roll with the Seattle Storm. And I also like the Chicago Sky in the first half of their next game 
against the Indiana Fever. So, yeah, I'm sorry, Indiana. Y'all are a young team. You know what I'm saying? They come out with five rookies. Sometimes the inexperienced shows. So, I like the Sky first half, take care of business on Friday. And I also like the Seattle Storm take care of business as well. Go watch some WNBA, folks. Got to watch the WNBA. Go watch some WNBA. And, look, you might catch me on Twitter or something talking about the summer league play because I might gamble a little wagers on that, too. Keegan <laughs> Murray, low. D-Gen podcast. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, it's been yeah. on summer league. Keegan Murray, he kind of cost me some money yesterday beating the Lakers, but that's neither here or there. You know what I'm saying? 87, 75. I was kind of hoping the Lakers take that dub. I didn't think Keegan Murray would have enough help. Oh, no. <laughs> with his bucket. He's Superman. To get the dub. Always he, bet on the underdogs in summer league, is what I've learned. Oh, for real? No one really knows. No one should be the favorite. They're all pretty easy. You should just peek em, should just pick them. Bet the underdogs. It should all be pick <laughs> Bet the underdogs. Unless it's Chet Holmgren. So there you go. Pick all the underdogs, folks, for the NBA Summer League. And you actually pick a winner, too. So whichever team you think is going to win the Summer League Championship, you let us know. You dial that number, 773-273-9088. You let us know who you think is going to be the winner of the NBA Summer League and who you think is going to win Rookie of the Year. Shea Holgram, you think it's going to be Keegan Murray, Jaden Ivey, whoever you think. Who's going to stand out for you guys? You guys let us know. That's going to conclude this edition of Points in the Paint Podcast presented by Stadium. I'm Zach B. Of course, that was Ben Wittenstein, my main man. You can follow us on our social handles, respectively, of course. Make sure you follow at Points Paint on Twitter, Facebook, and you subscribe and follow the YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe to Points in the Paint Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Speaking of podcasts and speaking of betting, Sharp Lessons with Ben Wittenstein and Nate Jacobson is coming out every week. You do not want to miss that at all tape don't lie with my man's felder and he got his hand in the dirt too with the podcast so you do not want to miss those amazing podcasts with incredible content and you will hear from us next week Mm